This is Inside Purple and Gold. Welcome back to Inside Purple and Gold. I'm Dane Mizutani. We're joined now by our good friend Ashley Holder. She covered the Vi- or she she didn't cover the Vikings. She covered the Bills for you know a while in, in Buffalo. She's living in Charlotte now. Ashley, how you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? We're doing good. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's a Absolutely. good, it's a good week ten matchup. Yeah. So that's that's what we, I mean. Obviously, that's what we're going to talk about. Like mm-hmm. this is this is a matchup a lot of Vikings fans have been looking forward to because deep down, like that seven and one record, I think a lot of Vikings fans are like, are we actually good? Like we don't know. Right. Um, the Bills are good. I know they just lost to the Jets, but that's a plucky Jets team over there. So I think Vikings fans are excited to kind of see how they stack up against the best of the best and um, on the road absolutely so kind of just kind of big picture takeaways here like what are the vikings in store for this weekend yeah. like we 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 know josh allen we know stefan Diggs, obviously quite well but like what are we what are we messing with this weekend um when, when the vikings head over to buffalo well i think you have to look at the very first big picture of this, right? We don't know where Josh Allen is going to be this weekend. That is the number one thing, because if you have Case Keenum starting, we're talking about a whole different offensive unit that is going to be out there. And right now we got Josh Allen that's dealing with that UCL elbow injury right now. Of course, it's going to be a game time decision that we're told. We don't know what's going on internally, of course, because Sean McDermott and Brandon Bean are so closed off. They Mm -hmm. don't let anything out. But the last time that Josh had this injury, he was out. I think he was about 22 years old. He was out for four games. The Bills were not good at all. So leaving him out was was an easy decision. Now you're looking at a different situation, right? You can't really afford – you can afford – I'll say this. Can you afford to leave him out at this point, right? Because you're messing with your divisional standings. Mm-hmm. You're messing with the, you know, the the possible first round bye when you come in, when you go into the playoffs. When you got to go against the Chiefs, we all know that that's going to come back around at some point. And then you look at it like, you know, can you afford to take another loss right now, or or do you believe that much in Case Keenum to get it done? How is everybody going to mesh with Case Keenum? Yes, you have those those chances at practice, but practice and throwing a couple balls is completely different as we know once you get out on the field. So that's going to be the number one thing is, is Josh going to play? Of course, we know that Josh is anyone that has covered the Bills or is part of that Bills mafia knows how much uh, competitiveness that Josh Allen has. He wants to be out on the field. He doesn't want to be watching from the sidelines. And especially with such a poise, big Super Bowl season that everyone is pegging them once again for like the third year in a row for them mm-hmm. to go to the Super Bowl. He definitely doesn't want to be on the sideline. But I think everyone obviously is going to support whatever decision the doctors say. Absolutely. And that's that's the biggest thing, right? Like mm-hmm. the Vikings have like a four and a half game lead in the North. Like the Bills don't have that luxury. Like they can't sit on their hands and be like, we'll give him a month to heal. What sounds crazy at this exactly. point, Exactly. Right? It's wild. So like yeah. you look at that, like, but before we, we talk about like, this weekend, like with with Josh, like how did he take this step? Like, because I we, we as people who cover the Vikings and obviously Vikings fans who listen to this podcast, like I think Josh Allen exists in this like two plane like world where it was like he wasn't good and then he was all of a sudden. So like, how did he take this jump? Because you you covered him for a while there. Like, what what happened? Yeah. It's interesting because I came right when Josh had already made that leap. Okay. I was there when Josh was, you know, kind of it, not bare minimum, but still trying to figure out his way. But one thing about Josh, like I said, he's very competitive. You know, they put so much into this guy and he works all off season. That's what he says. I mean, that's all we can 
we can see, right? If he posts that, if he's saying that, he's saying that he worked with different types of coaches, eye coordination, you know, working with different type of uh, quarterbacks and coaches and things like that, as I said. And that's, I feel like, how he's been able to get better, right? And they didn't have all of those pieces for him to really look as good as he is, right? But when you throw Stefan Diggs in the mix, you have someone like Dawson Knox that's, you know, getting better as he is and things like that. And Gabe Davis, who just shot up out of nowhere, you make a guy that maybe just a couple years ago was average, look like a phenomenal quarterback. And one thing that I think that Josh has on his side, besides like, you know, the deep ball and things like that is, I mean, he's a great runner, but again, I feel like he also, you know, kind of managed and, and marked his game a little bit off of Cam Newton, her, who people forget that this was a huge quarterback who loved to run. Yep. That is exactly what Josh has done. And if you look at it and you see these rushing touchdowns and all that stuff, it's always Cam Newton, Cam Newton, Josh Allen, Cam Newton, Josh Allen. They're always going back and forth. So, um, I mean, I think it's amazing to see that because he's been in the MVP conversation the last couple mm-hmm. of years. Obviously, he's pretty tough in it now with Jalen and him and um, Patrick Mahomes and stuff like that. But I mean, I think when you have the right pieces around you and you have that hardworking mentality, which I think Josh does have, uh, that's where you see he is today. And again, they gave him the keys to the car. Like, yeah. They didn't give it to anybody else, right? They're like, you're going to take us to the promised land. And Josh is beloved everywhere. And, I mean, everyone loves a Josh Allen hurdle. So, <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. I th- the first time I seen him hit the hurdle was against the Vikings in Minnesota. Like, <laughs> the Vikings, I think, were favored by 17 and a half in that game. Yeah. And Josh Allen hit the hurdle on Anthony Barr. And they <laughs> the game wasn't the same after that. I don't even know if Josh Allen was the same after that. Yeah. That was like a launching pad. We asked him, you know, before, do you think about these things before you do it? And he's like, no. And I'm like, you can't be thinking about these things as a quarterback. It, right. It's impossible for you to just try and leap over these big dudes. And and you don't even know what's going to happen, where you're going to land and whatnot. But, again, I think that's where you talk about that competitiveness. And he, he doesn't play soft. He plays he plays hard. And he also knows he's got a big old line to protect him just in yeah. case he get in a fight. Yeah. We, we've uh, – it's been cool to watch him from afar because, like, I've always said, like, He's like a if you were to go on Madden and create a a quarterback, like it would look like that. Like it would look like a six five, like Jack dude with a ninety nine arm strength and developing accuracy. So it's been cool to see him take that jump. The a name you mentioned, when you see him outside in regular clothes. The guy doesn't look like a quarterback, right? He's yeah, right or whatever. Like. He just looks like a normal white guy. To be honest with you. So, I'm not saying like Kirk Cousins or somebody else doesn't look like that, but he really just. He, I wouldn't see Josh on the street and be like, "Man, that is a that is that is a possible Super Bowl MVP or you know league MVP." I I just I wouldn't say it. <laughs> but then a name you mentioned that kind of helped him take that next jump is Stephon Diggs, and Vikings fans are very familiar with Stephon Diggs, obviously him and Case Keenum, who we might see this weekend, orchestrated the Minneapolis Miracle a few years ago. Uh, that's a play that, that nobody will forget for the rest of their, their lives. But yeah. what what has Stefan Diggs meant to this team? Um, because we know what he meant to the Vikings. Um, how, how has he helped unlock another level in this offense? Yeah. I think, you know, Stefan Diggs is not an easy guy to talk to, right? He doesn't he doesn't t- do a lot of interviews. Mm-hmm. And the whole time that I was there, Stefan didn't do any interviews um, besides the ones that are forced with the team, right? right? But he didn't talk to anybody except actually for me. So I did a one-on-one with him. It was like two hours. It was, I mean, you really learn so much about him. And one thing that Steph really harped on when me and him talked was just, 
about how the atmosphere for him was so much different in Buffalo than it was in Minnesota. And again, before Steph came to Buffalo, we heard the what? Like he wasn't a good teammate. He wasn't mm -hmm. fun to be around. He was a jerk. He was a he was all these things, right? But when he got to Buffalo, that wasn't anything that we saw. Again, I don't know exactly internally what what happened inside of that organization compared to here but when you see him at practice he's happy he's smiling he's having a good time you could tell that he just loves playing ball right that's what he's mm -hmm. there for and I think the reason why I start with that is because that when you're happy that translates to the field if you're not happy you're gonna have I think your performance is gonna show again he was still good in Minnesota but again there was so much turmoil that was going on between so many different people here that's not the case he's joking with everybody the media mm -hmm. You know, GMs, workers, whatever, it doesn't matter who it is. They're just having a good time acting like they're little kids. So I think for him, he's been able to unlock that next step because he's happy, right? And then you see him getting a, a thousand yards easy, thousand yards again easy on his way to another thousand yards, right? His whole thing is like he cares about the team, but he's gonna do what he needs to do to make sure that he he, you know, he gets those those monumental yards and and things like that. And for Case Keenum, if it's going to be Case again this weekend, because he already said he's over the Minnesota thing, right? We've already got yeah. past that. Okay, whatever. I've been here for a couple of years. I've already signed another new deal. It is what it is, right? But for Case and him, I think that's where he says, like, he sees the similarities between Case and, and Josh when it comes to, like, the body type running and similar play. Obviously, they're not the same thing. But, you know, this week is where they really had to, you know, throw case into a lot of the ones. Right. Because you got to get him ready if Josh is is not going to be out there or if you're going to try and split those reps between mm -hmm. those. Two. Um, so he's talked very positively about, you know, obviously working with case and, and what they're going to be able to do um, this weekend. Yeah. What, what always got me about Steph and like I loved covering him. He was he was hilarious. Right. He was someone who he always kept the job fun. Like it was sometimes the job was hard because because yeah. he made it hard, but it was always fun. But I I look at him as someone like I get it. I understand the frustration because Mike Zimmer, when he was the coach of the Vikings, he wanted to run the ball thirty times a game because he wanted to keep his defense fresh. He wanted to possess the ball as many times as possible, which inherently that means bleeding the clock, which means keeping the ball on the ground. And Stephon Diggs knew like just give me the ball and I can make a difference. And we're seeing that in Buffalo force feed him the ball. If he's not open, he still is open. Like just throw him the ball. And yeah. I think that's something the Vikings did at times, but they didn't do enough of. Um, so I'm happy to see that dude flourishing over, over there. Um, and you I can't Mike Zimmer, right. You look at, they, they wanted to put the ball on the ground a lot. That's the complete opposite of Buffalo. Mm -hmm. The last couple of years, they haven't been very good on the ground at all. Everyone thought, hey, we're going to draft a running back. We're going to draft a running back, draft a, draft a running back pretty early. And that wasn't necessarily the case until they, you know, kind of got a little bit of a running back last year in the second round when you look at James Cook, right? Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, it was all about the receivers there. All of them. Yeah. It, it, you didn't have to even worry about splitting too much time with them. You're going to run the ball a little bit, but Josh is going to throw that thing for the most part. And if, he, if someone's running, nine times out of ten is Josh. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. For sure. Yeah, the, the trade ended up working out pretty well because the Vikings got Jets out of it too. So it's one of those very few trades in 
that I can really recall where it was like, no, that was even like a lot of times you see it. It's like that, that team won, or that was not even money on the dollar. Um, this was everyone, both sides are happy. Um, Diggs is happy. Mm -hmm. Jets is happy here. Uh, What about this defense on the Buffalo side? Because like, (laughs) I know they get after it. I know they make other teams uncomfortable. I mean, that's something the Vikings have struggled with at times. Like their offense has stalled out. Um, I think this is probably going to be one of the best defenses they've faced to this point. Um, what do we need to know about that side of the ball and, and, and what Kirk Cousins and Dalvin Cook and Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen are all dealing with? Yeah, I mean, you just named everyone that I was pretty much going to say. You're going up against the number one scoring defense um, in the NFL right now. You're going against someone named Vaughn Miller who, I mean, we don't who needs an introduction, right? He's going to be hassling and, and going at Kirk Cousins all game long, you know, as mm-hmm. the time He's in there, you know, they try and rest him a little bit. But uh, with the injury report, you know, you did have linebackers, Tremaine Edmonds, Matt Milano, and I want to say Jordan Poyer as well as uh, D.E. Um, Greg Russo, who were all kind of limited during practice this week. Mm-hmm. I know Greg Russo was dealing with an ankle injury, um, but none of them are reported out. Of course, no one's reported out until last minute, but I think they're going to make sure that a lot of these guys are in there, and that's a huge boost for them, right? Mm-hmm. But um they're also looking is Trey White going to make his return, but Trey hasn't played in a year from right. that injury, right? So if he does, you're not going to just throw him out there. He's playing every snap. He's back in it. It's, it's just not going to happen. And I've been hearing that it's not that's not even sure that Trey is going to make you know his return. But again, you've had great guys step up like Dane Jackson, who's been doing that the last couple seasons. Christian Benford is one of those guys as well. Um, they'll continue to roll. You know, Demar Hamlin, guys are really making plays out there. This is a tough defense to go against, and they've shown that because even when that secondary was hurt mm-hmm. and people were dropping like flies they still flourish. They still got the job done. So the one thing about them is what what's tough about this defense too is there's a lot of good depth. Now are you going to see it is the is the question and that happens when those injuries happen. But you know, this is a hard mashup, hard D defense and it's going to be a really good test for the guys you mentioned like Jefferson and and Kirk Cousins and Thielen and things like that because they're they're not going to roll over, right? But again, they did have their times where they slipped up. You look at the, the Jets last week, I want to say it was 174, 173, somewhere like that, uh, yards on the ground. So, again, they do have their holes, and they have they, they can be stopped at some point, right? Mm-hmm. But it's not going to be an easy feat for sure. For sure. Ashley, we'll leave you with this. Uh, one X factor for the, this weekend. Who is something that – who is somebody that we're maybe not thinking about that, that could come out and, and wreck the game or from a Vikings perspective? Who is someone on the Bills that, that we're not thinking about that – could make a huge difference. You know, um, this is going to sound really weird the way I answer this question, okay? So just let me be extra. Um, I, I think the one person is the, um, you know, the offensive coordinator. You got to look at Ken Dorsey. And the reason why I say that, and I don't say one player, is because mm-hmm. now you're at a point where you have to you have to use a lot of players, right? Sure. If Josh doesn't play, Josh is your leading guy on the ground right now, right? Yeah. If he can't go in there and pass normally, um, for most of the game, you can't really have him in there, right? Because he's not going to be able to run. You don't want him to run because then they're going to go straight at him, right? So now you got to look at those guys where you're looking at um, Devin Singletary, James Cook, um, you just, Reggie Gilliam, the fullback, and now you got Neheim Himes, who who just was acquired, right? Now you got to see what you're going to do with this versatile uh, running backs core because you know you got to be able to get legs on the ground because we don't know what exactly how this is going to look with case and things like that are we going to see pitches how what are we going to see you know this is a big test i think for ken dorsey 
if Josh doesn't play. And if Josh does play, I still think it's a very big test because we don't actually know the extent of where he's going to be. So I would say that's the that, that's X factor. That's who you have to look for. It's a big test for Ken Dorsey because you got to have everyone that steps up. This this week is either going to show you that this team rallies against uh, around someone that was hurt, the biggest player of their team, and comes together and still finishes a great game um, against a really good team, or they fall apart and they fall like a like a bunch of dominoes, and you say, mm, we can get out this team, right? And then they're in a position if you go out and then the Chiefs win, and now we're back down, and then you're, you know, excuse me, you're not looking good in the division and, and, and all across. So I think that I think that would be the X factor because this game is a very big game when you look at that. And if you hold out Josh, then you're going to be wondering, well, how long is he going to be out? Yeah, I like it. I like the off the wall. season was supposed to be the hardest for the Bills, right? Right. The part wasn't going to be skate. We know that. But technically, the first part was supposed to be their hardest part of the schedule. Now it seems like it's a little bit flipped. Absolutely. Yeah. Ashley, thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate you taking the time. Um, do you yeah. want to plug, plug, send some plugs right now, or like, where yeah, people find you? You can you can find me uh, on Twitter at Ashley Noel TV as well as Instagram. Um, I'm not even on Facebook, so I don't know. I would even say nobody on Facebook anymore. Nobody's on Facebook anymore. But yeah, definitely can find me on Twitter and Instagram, Ashley Noel TV, talking a bunch of crap that I probably shouldn't be talking. So there's that. Awesome. There you have it. Thanks when we so come back, we'll talk more about you know the, the the rest of this game weekend. But thanks for thanks to Ashley for joining us.